Uh, good evening. Um, I'm Kirwa. It's uh, it's 5 p.m. here, and it's you can see the first time I felt so much resistance in beginning to do a podcast episode. Um, I used to be a stammerer when I was younger, and uh, there was so much shame to stammering back then. And uh, so learning to speak more loudly and maybe more articulately is something which scares me. But I think I want to do that for for the next two years or maybe five years. I want to see how much I can I can grow by the help of God. So I told a brother that uh, I have issues. Then he referred me to Exodus chapter four. Uh, we read. Um, you can read from verse 10. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken unto your servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore, go and I will be with your mouth. And teach you what you shall say. <laughs> and then Moses gives the excuse, uh, which we, we are all familiar to. But it doesn't really help me. So it doesn't really matter. If if God gives if God gives you a desire to maybe speak to people, God with that is going to provide the means himself. So we are going to speak about the death of God from the, the works of Frederick Nietzsche. He wrote the parable in 1882, in the year 1882, and it's from the book The Gay Science. Um, later, it's it's identified in in his works that the madman was really was really Zarathustra, or even Nietzsche himself. So um, we shall begin with the East. Uh, it begins the madman. Have you not heard of that madman who lit a lantern in the bright morning hours, ran to the marketplace and cried incessantly, I seek God, I seek God. So this is where we begin. Someone is is looking for God. Someone is searching for God. I think this is this is an interesting place to begin for since God is, is above all and God um, ought to be everywhere by the administration of his angels then it's it's almost it's almost funny that anyone really would seek god since god since god would be found anywhere so that means that god is somehow lost god is somehow inaccessible to the people of whom he was previously accessible to shall go on reading as many of those who did not believe in god were standing just around was standing around just then, he provoked much laughter. So we're introduced to the second character here, uh, people standing in the marketplace. So it is morning. Um, the madman is obviously mad because he's holding a lantern in the morning when the sun is bright and uh, in the bright morning hours. And then people in the marketplace, they ought to be common men, a man of a common mold 
even these ones are actually atheist from from this reading uh, as many of those who did not believe in god were standing around just then he provoked much derision much laughter so the madman is being laughed at the same way we, we would we would uh, disparage anyone who says um the earth is maybe made of uh, made of uh, plastic for instance yeah um in literature people always use the madman as a symbol of uh, knowledge or of something which has been ignored in the bible the prophet played the part of the fool or of the madman in in its literature uh, the madman or the fool would be allowed in the king's court for most often they would they would do uh, queer things maybe they'd jump in when there's a meeting they'd pour food they probably fart and stuff like that uh, we have the case of uh, Ahab and and Elijah and David and Nathan yeah we see we see the role of the prophet or even the role of the fool and uh, the madman here as we see in Nietzsche's later works uh, becomes really a prophet the prophet thus spoke Zarathustra yeah <clears throat> so the people the people ask him as he got lost asked one can God really get lost it's impossible right did he lose his way like a child asked another so this is a question which is meant to probably poke holes in in the madman's uh, thinking can god who is an adult can god who is above all lose his way like a child or is he hiding is he afraid of us as he going on a voyage emigrated thus they yelled and laughed so is can god hide from from we creatures from we atheists from we hypocrites from we can say fake christians can god be afraid of of mere mortals can god go on a voyage like um the god the gods who were in the time of elijah and and the 850 prophets paragraph 2 the madman jumped into their midst and pierced them with his eyes so that means um he was he was not believed so he's coming back this is like act 2 and he asks again where is god where is god he cried then he has a response i will tell you we have killed him you and i remember he's the prophet or is the madman and he says that even him are participated in the killing of god you shall read the madman jumped into their midst and pierced them with his eyes where is god he cried i will tell you we have killed him you and i all of us are his murderers but how did we do this how could we drink up the sea um i think most of us i've never been to any sea but i've been to lakes and i've seen how vast lakes are and even some rivers are really really vast so uh, this is more of a rhetorical question uh, the madman is asking how could we drink up the sea is it really possible for 
anyone really, or even for, for the sky itself to swallow up the, the sea. Who gave us the sponge to wipe away the entire horizon? Have you ever like, considered how vast the firmament is? How vast the sky is? So the madman is asking, who gave us the sponge to wipe away the entire horizon? Why is he asking these things? Because if God is dead, uh, then the sea, the horizon, all these things cease to cease to make sense. They cease to hold. These things are not the the vast spaces of nature, uh, the South Seas, and uh, to quote Amazon, these things exist, or are rather held in place, not not by inherent laws, but because God sustains them daily. Um. What, what were we doing when we unchained the, this earth from its sun? I was learning lately about something called the solar wind. The solar wind is basically um, the radiations, the, the radiations which ionizing radiations which which come from the sun. The sun being being a superbowl of hydrogen uh, releases releases so many so many different wavelengths of of ionizing radiations, but we are protected by by something called the heliosphere, which protects us from the dangerous radiations from the sun. So, um, the mad one is asking, what were we doing when we unchained this earth from its sun? Basically, the sun, I, I believe by then Nietzsche knew a bit of science, the sun is that which gives life to our planet from from the saprophytes to microbiota all these things really in one way or another even you and me uh, owe our lives to to the sun but the sun was made by god so we owe our lives to god but in in a mono in a monodimensional view it's the sun above everything else we need the sun for 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 microorganisms then the sun for green green matter then for food and even for heat so he's asking um whether is it moving now where is the earth moving now whither are we moving as people away from all suns are you not plunging continually backward sideward forward in all directions i think this, this is an important question to ask when we Unchain ourselves from from God, when we God God basically represents uh, from this. I got this from an article online. Uh, the aspect of God, or the concept the concept of God, or the idea of God, represents um, objective morality, uh, purpose, meaning, and and truth. So, removing God from the picture ushers in what you what Nietzsche called nihilism. Nihilism is the 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 belief in nothingness that nothing holds that we we are basically meaningless uh, life is meaningless everything everything is meaningless uh, let's see let's see how that meaningless plays out that meaninglessness plays out in this in this in this article or in this essay so uh, I shall read from the madman so the madman jumped into their midst and pierced them with his eyes. Whither is God? Whither is God? He cried. I will tell you. We have killed him. You and I. 
all of us are his murderers. But how do we do this? How could we drink up the sea? Who gave us the sponge to wipe away the entire horizon? What were we doing when, when we unchained this earth from its sun? Whither is it moving now? Whither are we moving? Away from all suns? Are we not plunging continually? Backward, sideward, forward, in all directions? Is there still any up or down? Are we not straying as, as through an infinite nothing? Do we not feel the breath of empty space? Has it not become colder? Is, it not night con is not night continually closing in on us? Do we, not, do we not need to light lanterns in the morning? Do we hear nothing as yet of the noise of the grave diggers who are burying God? Do we smell nothing as yet of the divine decomposition? Gods to, gods to decompose. God is dead. God remains dead. And you have killed him. This, 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 this is really sad. Of course, the questions, uh, the madman begins with, of uh, who gave us the point to wipe away the entire horizon, uh, basically demonstrate that you cannot really kill God um, physically, but you can kill God in a symbolic sense. And when you have killed God in a symbolic sense, for which you and I are both guilty, um, then, then you don't know where you're moving. Then we are now the madmen. We are plunging uh, forward, backward, sideward, in all directions. There is no up or down. Like Basically, nothing holds. We, we are sort of drunk. We, we are mad. We are psychotic. We are straying th through an infinite nothing. Uh, infinity means uh, kind of eternity, that which is not graspable. So we, we are straying. It's not even working. We are straying infinitely into nothingness. And that's scary. Um, from, I think, the best of books ever written by men, according to me, is the book Man's Search for Meaning by by Victor Franklin. Okay, I've read I've read few books, so maybe I'm biased, but what I know from the book is that meaning meaning sustains everything else. Every, every, everything else without without meaning, then we then the slightest of inconveniences can send us to uh, psychotic states to schizophrenia, so to say. Um, they say in psychology that our lives' narrative are things which hold us in place. They are things which ground us. Let's say for me, um, I'll say I'm Kirwa. I come from this place. I was created at this time. My dad is so-and-so. My mom is so-and-so. All my experiences are, are congruent. Though, though though I may not see them, God is in charge. God is God is always above. Is is always in charge. But when we check God, when we check God off the picture, then now I'm in a precarious state. Um, anything that happens to me uh, exhausts my my resources. I'm unable to control the weather. The weather, for instance, I'm unable to control uh, what time you're going to have a lecture. I'm unable to control. Even just something as basic as internet bundles, if if you were to have, as we said previously, uh, the solar wind, um, the solar storm rather, 
on our planet basically all all our routers all our networks would would be gone in a day everything civilization would just stop just basically because of an uncontrolled solar wind so um do we smell nothing as yet of the divine decomposition so that means um now the people they they are unaware of the deadness of god then he says god's to decompose god is dead god remains dead and you have killed him so how can you sell the death of god as how can you smell the death of god right now as you and me uh, we can do it in this sense many people nowadays are are stressed out they they're depressed they are anxious they they kill one another they uh, people are basically turning brutish why because there's no there's no anchoring sense there's no anchoring meaning there's no there's there's no absolute morality there's no right or wrong i get to decide what is good for me you get to decide what's good for you um we shall go on this should be number three how shall you comfort ourselves the murderers of all murderers which was which was holiest and mightiest of all that the world has yet owned as bled to death under our knives who will wipe the blood this blood off us what water is there to to clean us uh, what what water is there for us to clean ourselves what festivals of atonement what sacred games shall we have to invent is not the greatness of this deed too great for us must we ourselves not become gods simply to appear worthy of it there has never been a greater deed and whoever is born after us for the sake of, de- of this deed he will belong to high history than than all history either too um i'm getting nervous again <clears throat> so can we really comfort ourselves after after we've detached ourselves from all meaning uh we've killed we've killed the son of god we've killed god himself <clears throat> we've, we've killed god himself and uh now we are guilty and there's nothing there's nothing which 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 can make us uh clean again apart from the blood of the son of god which we have rejected and uh see what happens when we when we detach meaning when we detach absolute meaning from from our existence now we have to invent like a lot of games we have to now we are defined by by the number of cars we own by the number of degrees we have by the number of people we get to sleep with by by the number of people who get to talk to us by by things which really hold no value um as telling a friend yesterday imagine you imagine you being defined by having let's say a good car and then as you're driving you see a better car just passing by and then you see a bicycle just passing by so you'd feel good while seeing the bicycle but then when you see the better car now your your world view kind of shatters if if you believe you are just good because you you have a better car then what now he is a better car so who are you now 
with how can you define you and even just above you there's there's a plane flying above you there, there's someone who is above all of you all of you people are walking like beasts on on the earth and even even for the plane there's someone who is higher than that guy these there is people who who ride jet, jet fighters they really a well trained army man well well trained uh, pilots who can who can who can and then even even beyond that we have now astronauts and beyond astronauts we have angels who like move from here to heaven in the speed of lightning so really can we define ourselves by that which which is which can shift which 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 does not hold we cannot define ourselves by by inanities we cannot define ourselves by things which which are variable and <clears throat> removing god from the picture now means we have to define ourselves by these things and the trying to define ourselves by by the things which which are not under our control then makes us anxious if if i believed that god is in charge of my destiny of my fate no matter um how many times i i fell or something as we see from scripture if for those who for those who who've trusted in god uh no matter how bad things seem to be in the moment like in 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 the time in the time of job and of joseph and of uh, the entire nation of israel uh, no matter how things looked in 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 the present i uh, will still see how like many years later god turns the situation to their advantage so for this case when we detach ourselves from morality from purpose from meaning from faith then we we are we are moving around as as madmen um and this this is the greatest deed that has ever been done the killing of god himself and those who are born of us for the sake of this deed it belong to our history the no history either to i used to be i used to be a humanist before i used to believe in these things to do with manifestation and law of attraction which is basically uh, trying to become god yourself you're like um, i attract to my life uh, whatever things i i choose to uh, i think it's it's a very subtle kind of uh, religion i think it's the most popular religion in the world since christians and muslims and and buddhists and anyone else they really believe in this in this in this thing um in scripture they say that we should be aware of of deception deception is is not lies deception is um a lot of truths put together but a very small percentage of lies so the law of attraction is is made um, amenable to reason by virtue of the use of the bible um although a wrong usage of it so it's really hard to detect that you you are going in the wrong direction so the problem with this is you always feel that you are you always feel or you are or you are told rather that you are in charge so when you have negative a when you have negative 
thoughts you're going to you're going to be afraid because you feel like you're attracting uh, sicknesses and death and all these things to you so you you basically uh, cannot cannot live independently because you're always scared of uh, what am i attracting now what am i am i am i attracting misfortune and when we are unable to attract the good we imagined into our lives then it's only something wrong with us it's something we did not do something correctly we're supposed to find the next guru we're supposed to find uh textbooks and books on how to do this practice very well so basically uh, removing god from the picture means we have to make ourselves gods um they usually say that in and in new ageism they usually say like in manifest in in a what are they call mantras you have to chant i'm good i'm awesome i'm a goddess i'm divine yeah those things uh, i did them i i know you know them so um second last paragraph here the madman fell silent and looked and looked again at his listeners and they too were silent and stared at him in astonishment so we are seeing a change in in character number two they the people in the marketplace they they're now flabbergasted they're now astonished they're now changing and then um at last the madman at last he threw his lantern on the ground and it broke into pieces and went out uh, the lantern was the means of him lighting the world around him even though it was day and then he says i've come too early he said then my time is not yet this this tremendous event is still on its way still wandering it is not yet reached <clears throat> it has not yet reached the ears of men lightning and thunder require time the light of the stars <clears throat> requires time deeds though done still require time to be seen and heard this deed is still more distant from them than most distant stars and yet they have done it themselves um we say this 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 was written in 1882 back then people uh religion was was high then people pe- people are people are basically moral but um they are borrowing from the religion of their forefathers of of the great reformation so they still held on to to rules which they were which was in their subconscious which was in their collective unconscious um i usually hear of of my of my grand, grandfather they used to say if if in that time he was born in the 80s the 1800 brother that time a child belonged to the society so these these rules were imposed on you 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 did not have to know god for yourselves for yourself for you to to be moral but you could be moral without knowing god so that's why this this guy says that i've come too early back then there was still meaning there was still objective morality there was still purpose there was still uh, truth um in the book by rollo may man such for himself he, he quotes um, another writer david rizman who refers to the people who lived in 
in this century and uh, the century just after as as the gyroscope man the man who is is it gyroscope or gyroscope man who is defined by um, externally but uh, the definition is from outside in man who is the industrial man man who was who was to provide for his family uh, go to church every easter and be a good worker make make money yeah but then that fell that fell with the previous century nowadays um the the highest the highest value of our age is to be is to be liked is to be not really respected just just being like most most people want want to feel achieved if if they had the the money and the status but they were not known by anyone see yeah mm-hmm. so his time had not come yet the people were listening to him Though, though, though they were astonished they had not seen the the results of of the death of god but we were the people from the previous century and especially of our time we are now seeing we are now seeing this this great event uh the last paragraph it has been related further it has been related further that that on the same day the madman forced his way into several churches and thus struck up his a requiem a chanam deo laid out and called to account he said always to have replied nothing but what after all these churches now if they are not the tombs and sepulchers of god yeah this is basically um, even at, at that time though there were atheists in the marketplace there were still people there were still people who used to go to church and that somehow held to the a collective as you call it to the collective uh, unconscious or to the hard hard faith or whatever hard immunity six seems to come to my head now <clears throat> so there was a kind of a hard faith they the people the people back then were not leading uh, meaningless lives per se so those who do not believe in god near them they are not altogether exposed now let's come to the conclusion of it uh, we have said that god is the epitome or the ultimate representation of of morality of purpose of meaning and of anything that is true so when we remove god from the picture then we are doing away with our morality with the purpose of life with meaning and with truth uh, the classes or philosophy was basically di- divided into many parts there was ethics there was a uh, logos and then there was um is it mythos or mythos so from which we derive the 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 term uh, mythology so mythology uh, believing in myth is not is not believing in fiction you see the way there's a basic plan in in everything you see the way uh, in the bible uh, suffering comes because of sin so even if we check the case of uh, Adam and Eve as as a myth at least we have an explanation as to why they suffer so that if 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 one of my friends uh, falls ill or I myself I fall ill it's not because of anything I did though that could be uh true in a sense it's largely because 
we live in a fallen world we live in a world in which um there are forces beyond us there is god then there is the evil spirits and and satan himself and satan himself hmm. yeah mm. uh, i read this i read this from an article online it says uh, given the destruction of objective morality meaning and purpose what principles can we believe in what morality can we follow what purpose can we love what purpose can we can we live for and and the principles morality and purpose even mean anything anymore it is a question of nihilism with with god gone then comes nihilism i'm going to read um one more one more quote by uh, should be walter kaufman so he writes Uh, in the book philosopher psychologist and antichrist he writes nature felt the agony the suffering and the misery of a godless world so intensely at a time when others were yet blind to its tremendous consequence that he was able to experience in advance as it were the fate of a coming generation mm-hmm. and then uh, I'll, i'll read the last one be from karen armstrong in the book the case for god so she writes logos or reason is the pragmatic mode of thought that enables people to function effectively in the world people have always needed logos to make an efficient weapon organize societies or plan an expedition logos is continually on the lookout for new ways of controlling the environment and is essential to the survival of our species then she goes on to say but logos has its limitations good at manipulating the world and making us powerful it does not contribute to any broader understanding of the meaning of our lives for that people for that people turn to uh, mythos or mythos so we need we need to turn back to mythos we need to turn back to our religion we need to turn back to god for for without him then we see we shall be we shall be caught up in our in our addictions we shall be caught up in in our search for vanity in our search for self definition without the person in whom we should find our definitions i know most of us are presented to a mean god at the first time we heard of god i know first impression really matters a lot and it is sad that most of us are given a wrong first impression of god yet some of us did not get to know about god and maybe are knowing of god now so i urge you to study god for yourself um we have the bible we have we have religious texts so read that for yourself and then find god therein he wants you back have you a good day